What's going on, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy. And I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love. And let's just jump straight into it. Well, as I'm recording this, the podcast that I'm going to reference in a second hasn't actually gone live. However, I'll say it that last week you heard on the podcast, um, we had Sam on the um, on my 5 in 10 program. We were kind of discussing with the uh, group program that I've got running here. And uh, this week, I'm very uh, happy to have Zach back with us. He's been on the podcast before, but he's actually presenting and talking and we're discussing with that 5 in 10 program again. However, this time around, uh, Zach and I and the group will all be talking about, I guess, how Zach goes about creating his recipes, how he uh, thinks about delicious meals, simple meals, easy meals, macro-friendly meals. We could go into however different many um, kind of iterations of meals on the end of it. But um, I think it's a good conversation to kind of have because I get asked all the time, Adam, I don't know what to cook. I'm a busy person at the end of the night. How do I, it's always seems to be just chicken and veggies and I'm bored. I need something better. And Zach is in my words, the king of coming up with, um, you know, easy meal or what look and uh, appear to be easy meals, but super delicious and really macro friendly type meals. So I thought we'd get him on, have a discussion and kind of talk about, I guess, his process of uh, going around it. But for those who don't know you, who might not have heard um, the podcast that we've had before, Zach, and the one or two hands that went up in here who don't know you, introduce yourself, mate. But again, welcome back and um, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you very much. And thank you for asking me. I'm absolutely excited to be here. Um, I've actually just taken my break at work so I could dive into this. Appreciate um, So obviously I'm Zach, as Adam said. Um, I run an Instagram account called Counting Zachros. Uh, it's a play on words because my whole life is a bit of a joke. Um, for those who know what a macronutrient is, it's usually shortened down to the word macros. I thought Zach, Zachros made a lot of sense to me in my dad joke head. Um, as Adam said, I make macro-friendly recipes meals snacks desserts uh, desserts were my specialty up until not all that long ago when i started just doing more savory style stuff and um and here we are here we are grew the i've grown a following of i don't actually know because i don't look at um followers as a number but uh, it's, it's upwards of eighty thousand, um and upwards of thirty thousand on the old tiktok as well fantastic right well um I guess give a little bit of background. I guess you, you you alluded to it there, and as you said, you love a you love a good dad joke, and I'm uh, I'm right there with you, and you like some play on words and things like that. But I guess the whole idea of around counting zacros was the very first post that you had on there. Was that a recipe, or did it start differently and it kind of evolved into what it is now? How did that kind of whole account come about? My very first post, I believe, was a transformation photo actually from memory um basically to cut a long story short because uh, it is it, it can get quite lengthy especially with the way i ramble on um to cut a long story short uh i lived in the uk for a couple of years lived my best fat life which was basically packet lasagna and a lot of beer uh, when i say a lot of beer i mean like drinking almost every single day um i moved home and i started losing vision in my left eye uh, they put it down to idiopathic intracranial hypertension basically meant I was going blind in my left eye and they didn't really know why. Um, that was very eye-opening for me, pun intended. And uh, they told me that I needed to lose the weight in order to in order to fix it. I also needed a lumbar puncture, aka a spinal tap. So I received my spinal tap 
and I lost 18 kilos uh, in a matter of 10 weeks. Um, at the time, I thought it was a great job and I was extremely ecstatic. It wasn't like it wasn't until afterwards when I realized how unhealthy that was to be losing that amount of weight that quickly. I went from 90 kilo down to 72 kilo. Um, I, as I said, I was extremely proud of myself. Everyone kept complimenting me on how well I'd done, but it wasn't until afterwards where the effects really came in, where I learned that I'd given myself some serious binge eating issues along the way. Um, and, and I was petrified of carbs. Like I wouldn't eat a single crumb of a chip. I wouldn't put a single like speckle of sugar in my cup of tea, cup of coffee, anything like that. So um, after a little bit, I didn't really know anything about calories at the time. I just stopped eating carbs and away I went, um, dropped all that weight. Evidently, I was in quite a heavy calorie deficit. At the time, I was training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu seven days a week, attempting to lift six days a week. Um, I had two very active jobs where I was averaging 25 to 30,000 steps a day, which was obviously less than ideal. Um, at the time, I thought it was great. I was like, yeah, I'm moving so much. This is awesome. Look at me go. But turns out not quite as healthy as I thought it was, to be quite honest. Um, after a little bit of doing whatever the low-carb keto thing was that I was trying to do, um, my calories were exceptionally low. Not like now that I've estimated them, they were, they were really bad. I'd have like an egg white omelet for breakfast and then just steak and veggies, steak and veggies for dinner and uh, lunch and dinner. What do you estimate so, the calories are at? Sorry to interrupt, don't Oh, no more than 1,400. Yeah, okay. Which yep. for, a, for a 24-year-old male, evidently nowhere near enough, especially given the amount of work I was putting in. Um, one day at work, I went out to do a delivery. I used to deliver, uh, deliver and install white goods as well as brown goods, so TVs, all that sort of thing. Uh, as well as working in the retail aspect. So when I, I went out to do this delivery and I was driving back to the shop at about four o'clock in the afternoon uh, and I fell asleep behind the wheel and ran into the car in front of me um, purely because I had no energy to function. So that again was a bit of an eye opener and I thought, uh, by the way, apologies to my boss who didn't put that insurance claim in properly. Um, so I went into, I, I mean, I got back to the shop and then I sort of sat down and gave myself a, a bit of a pity pat on the back and thought, you know what, maybe you should do something about this. So I started learning more about nutrition, how it works, why I shouldn't be afraid of carbs. I should anyone. Carbs are absolutely delicious and I make you feel good about yourself. Um, I went into like lengthy, lengthy, lengthy research for myself trying to find all the peer-reviewed studies that I possibly could just to make sure I was doing the right thing. Um, and then, yeah, really tried to take nutrition into my stride. And luckily, came about it fairly well. But the original um, post that I put on there was the transformation picture from the 90 kilos down to the 72. At the time, I thought I had a bit of muscle on me, but now I look back and I look like a naked mole rat. But it is what it is. <laughs> I'm obviously a little bit bigger now. Um yeah, then after that, uh, it was protein oats. Um, protein oats were my bread and butter for many and many a year until I learned how to make protein pancakes. Um, and then I used and abused those for a little bit as well. But the whole concept of the page wasn't exactly macro-friendly. It wasn't exactly low-calorie meals or anything like that. It was, you can still eat this and lose weight. And it was predominantly chocolate and oats. And so I would get a bowl of oats. And I would slam as much chocolate as I could physically handle 
onto those oats and still fit it into my daily calorie limit. Um, as well as like, I, I wouldn't stop with chocolate. I would put anything I possibly could in there. Five or one bars. I'd be putting brownies. I'd be putting ice, like drumsticks, ice creams, Cornettos, Magnum, stuff like that. There was nothing that would stop me. I think one time I had like 500 grams worth of chocolate in one bowl. Um, that spiraled pretty out of control, to be honest. I did a cut after a lengthy, after, well, it wasn't even a lengthy bulk, about a seven-month bulk. I did a cut after that because um, I thought I'd gotten a bit big. Turns out I actually hadn't, but you learn these things afterwards. Um, did another cut, and then even though I was cutting flexibly, I would eat 1,200 calories in the morning for that breakfast bowl and then wouldn't have enough calories later on throughout the day to actually have substantial meals. So, again, slipped into a bit of binge eating there. But then I started figuring out, you know, volume eating is a thing and maybe I should implement a lot more of that into what I do. Um, fast forward into 2020, as we all know, the lovely pandemic happened. I just, you love to see it. Um, time flies when you're living in a pandemic, doesn't it? So throughout the first uh, like three weeks of the pandemic, so from March 23rd onwards, I kind of got very bored and started trying other people's recipes. And then I thought some of these are pretty sh- uh, crap. Um, I won't name any specific creators who I didn't particularly like the recipes of, but I also noticed that a lot of them were American and I couldn't get the ingredients that I required. So I started making my own. Uh, I started off with a simple cheesecake. It blew up. People still use that recipe now. Um, and I never get any credit for it, which is sick. No, um, <laughs> I, I see it floating around quite a lot. It was quite a big trend on TikTok, but um, I think I was maybe one of the first two people to do it. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, and then it just went up from there. I focused solely on desserts for a solid maybe year and a bit and then switch into the savory side and then haven't looked back because I just, I love pizza. I love pasta and it made sense to just smash it all into one account. Absolutely. Well, um, I guess that evolution of the, the page, as you said from, and I appreciate you again. I mean, I know we went through it on our original podcast um, somewhat and you've gone through it again there. And I appreciate you sharing um, those times that you did go through and the, the ups and downs. And I'm sure many people can probably relate to, having gone through different stages of, you know, oh, carbs are bad for me, or I've got to be on super, super low calories or else I can't lose any weight. And then the kind of ups and downs that that kind of eventuates and where people find themselves uh, on their journey. And I guess when you then came to, you know, doing mostly the desserts and then moving now into savory, has cooking or I guess wanting to bake and make things and create things and that kind of, brain for that has that been something you've always done like when you were five years old were you in the kitchen with the parents or you know other people kind of wanting to always cook or things like that like where did that come from um it's a it's a bit of a heartfelt story actually um i am one of seven kids um i didn't have the best upbringing we had the essentials so um a lot of the time i cooked uh as best i probably as best i possibly could at the time when i was sort of that 13 14 15 years old um i tried to do a lot of the cooking myself i wasn't very good at it and i burned a lot of stuff and i served a lot of raw stuff um but i really gave it my all and helped my mum where i could um because my my parents divorced when i was four so 
she went through a string of pretty rough partners when I was from the age of about 12 through to 15. Um, and I just helped as much as I could being the quote unquote man of the house at the time at a ripe age of 13. Um, it started predominantly with making treats uh, like bo like boxes of Betty Crocker cookies and like cake and devil food, devil's food cake and brownies and shit like that. But I just wanted to be able to treat my siblings too as well as mum because um, I, I recognised that she put in a lot of hard work when I was younger. So I just wanted to be able to repay the favour and food's my one of my love languages. So I thought, you know what, maybe some other people would like food as well. So I gave it a bit of red hot crack there and half the time it was, it turned out shit. Sometimes I forgot to spray the pan and it was all stuck to the bottom of the pan when I pulled it out of the oven, but it made great cake balls afterwards. Um, after, after that, I actually moved in with my dad when I was 15 um, and I didn't do any cooking <laughs> thereafter. I think I made toast twice and some two-minute noodles that I probably got stuck to the pot a couple of times. I uh, moved over to England and that's really where I probably learned how to cook for myself efficiently. Um, that and meal prepping. Meal prepping was a big part of what I did because like, I, I wanted to eat different meals to other people. So I made my own. At the time, it was pretty boring, sort of trashy crap, but you get that on the big jobs. Um, so yeah, it kind of stems from there and then just wanting to better myself. Um, but as far as like cooking the macro friendly stuff like that all comes from a place of wanting to help others. Like none of that is, well, I could stick to the same meals five days a week and not be bothered. But the main purpose of experimenting is one, it's real, it's a lot of fun. I absolutely love it. I get in the kitchen. I have an absolute ball. The only, the only hard part is honestly the cleanup. Um, and if something goes wrong, like if I'm blending something and the lid pops off for whatever reason, then I'm kind of screwed. Um, but it, like just helping people realize that, you know, they, they don't have to sacrifice all their favorite foods or there is like a lower calorie version of their favorite food that they can sink their teeth into that will help kick their goals. So I'm here for. And I kind of led that question knowing part of obviously that story that you were saying in that I wanted people to kind of have that thought that I think far too many people say, Adam, I, I'm just a terrible cook. There's, that's why I can't, I can't come up with things. And knowing that obviously this has been something that, you know, you did mess up, you still do mess up, things don't work. And, and I want people to kind of understand that, you know, just because you're not a great cook now doesn't mean you can't be a great cook in the, in the future and don't be afraid to get in there, try a recipe. And whether you see the recipe or you want to kind of adapt it yourself or try something completely new yourself, get in there and don't be afraid of failing and it being a complete burnt or raw piece of garbage that you go no human can eat this but you know at least i gave it a go and what what could i try next time maybe not cook it as long or try these items and try this and you know really get inventive with it and you know i mean i think i know the answer to that question um that i'm about to ask anyway but do you enjoy that process of coming up with new things like i see this but i think i can do it better and i'll try this and try this and try and it doesn't work and trying something new and that whole process of coming up with the final recipe that does work and you go hang on this is a real banger i love it i absolutely love it i would not change a single thing as to what i do as far as the re like trying the recipe creation goes um i love the whole process it's 
it's fun. I see, and I, I constantly wing it. I always wing it because, especially with the savory stuff, not so much with the sweet stuff. The sweet stuff, I find baking is more of a science and it needs your specifics. But with the, with the savory stuff, you can throw anything in a pan, throw it all together, and nine times out of ten, it'll probably taste pretty good. Uh, and that's what I like to do. That's what I like to be able to do. I love being able to just throw weird things everywhere, have a lot of fun with it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, so be it. Move on to the next one. There's only one time I've not enjoyed doing it. At the start of this year, I was extremely poor um, and I didn't want to waste ingredients. So I just very much so stuck with comfort foods and kept it there. I'm, I'm exactly like yourself in that I love baking for the aspect of its preciseness in that I don't even know if that's a word, but let's go with it anyway. But, you know, you need the certain amount of dry ingredients. You need the certain amount of wet ingredients. And I'm to the gram like if there's even a single gram of extra sugar in something or too much flour, like i'm sitting there kind of picking things because i love the how precise baking needs to be and um i've always said that you know in another life i reckon i'll you know open up a patisserie um somewhere and kind of you know really go deep in the learning of french patisseries in particular and things like that but the savory side for me and i guess that's what most people are going to be um, cooking on a more regular basis when they're having dinners and lunches and things like that. I personally hate how haphazard, haphazard it can be. I like a recipe. And so when I'm cooking um, savory things and when I see um, some of the recipes that you do and kind of go for it, I look at the exact amounts that you're doing and I'm like, okay, cool. He says 26 grams of this, 100 grams of that, da-da, and I really like that. When you go down that process, obviously now that you've shifted towards savory is it as much as just, oh, I'm in the kitchen today. Okay, what's in the cupboard? Do I just open this and oh, that? I'll grab that. Okay. Or do you have some sort of, I guess, map in your head of what I'm trying to make today? Uh, you've gone silent, mate. Yeah, I've lost you. I can't hear you anymore. Uh, we'll see if we can get him back. Nope. Can anyone else hear? No, we're going silent. <laughs> Don't know why that would all of a sudden go silent. We'll see if we can get him back, guys, and we'll edit this out of the uh, podcast uh, and bring it back together. But I guess while Zach tries to do that, just a hands of uh, hands up or any questions for um, guys coming in, um, do people find I guess the I guess the struggle of having to come up with new recipes all the time or something different or give yourself something that uh, I guess you're interested in eating. Is that the difficult part for people or what do people find most difficult? I can hear you coming back in now. Um, what do people find most difficult about, I guess, coming up with new and varied things? Is there, I, feel free to answer that in the um, chat room. We can answer that, but Zach coming back to answer my questions from before. All right, I, I missed everything you said. Oh, so. did you? Okay. I was saying, seeing it in there. <laughs> I was just kind of saying that I love the preciseness of baking, and I always have. I love you know to the nth degree of every gram, and I will not. If it says two hundred and fifty grams of butter, it's two hundred and fifty. I'm not, if it's two hundred and fifty one, I'm literally just kind of getting out the little bits. But when it comes to savory, I'm someone who doesn't like the haphazardness of it, and kind of just throw. Oh, let's try this. But when you started going down that savory route. Was it you just went into the kitchen, just kind of pulled open the door and like, oh, I'll grab that, I'll grab that, I'll grab that? Or did you have some kind of roadmap in your head of, I'm trying to create this today. I kind of have an idea and I'll just wing it, but have some sort of map in your head of how you're going about it? 
Um, the, well, the first couple of times, because I kind of need to know like what I'm going for. Um, so say, for instance, I, I wasn't just going to walk in one day and go, you know what? That will go well with that in an Alfredo. Like I'm definitely not 100% a master chef by any way, in any way, shape or form. Uh, unless anyone wants to bring out a macro-friendly master chef, in which case I'm totally down. But um, I, yeah, I'm certainly no master chef in that aspect. I can't like I'm never going to walk into a kitchen or a grocery store and just go, I know exactly what's going on because um, I, I straight up just don't. But the very first time I was doing it, I was looking at certain things. It predominantly started with like a classic, quite unquote, cheap meal style foods, you know, burgers, pizzas, mac and cheese, that kind of stuff, where I really looked at it and went, sure, like I can go out and eat a burger and it can fit my calories, but how can I do it at home where I can have two of them instead of just the one when I go out? Um, So it started off extremely basic with stuff like that. Super, super simple. And then I moved into more elegant style stuff, you know, honey chicken, sweet and sour pork, classic white people, Chinese orders. and then I moved into more pasta dishes. So I've done a lasagna. I've done a cheese, like a cheeseburger pasta bake, uh, Alfredo. I've tried a carbonara, but I scrambled the egg. So it wasn't too successful, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get you next time. Um, yeah, I do like, I do tend to go in with a bit more of a plan than I do just winging it all the time. But some days I do just walk into a kitchen and I'm like, oh, well, let's wing it. And I always think about chefs like some of the best chefs in the world or maybe just uh, the regular cafe chef as well. But they, I have a feeling that they must always be on like when they come home and they cook something or when they're kind of in a restaurant and kind of eating food and they're, oh, I'd probably add this. And no, I don't think, do you kind of see that now with every meal that you have, you're kind of pulling apart the different aspects of it and go, actually, nah, this could work here or I could do a lower calorie. Version. And is that, is the brain always on kind of thinking now when you're, you're cooking or can you switch off now? No, there's no switch off. There's absolutely no switch off. Even like if I'm out, if I'm at a cafe, if I'm anywhere, like even though I know in myself, I'm not a chef, I'm not a trained chef. I never claim to be a trained chef at all. Uh, in fact, that's one of my disclaimers in my uh, recipe book is that I'm not a chef. So that's my bad. But if, I, uh, if I'm at a cafe or even as simple as like a donut store, for instance, and I bite into it and I go, I'd have added this or there's maybe this is missing um yeah it's always it's always on always it's actually i was speaking to my old man about it recently he's a guitarist and musician um and he can't listen to music without being switched off as far as being a musician like if he hears something he's like oh it doesn't sound quite right or that's a little bit out of rhythm he'll pick it up straight away much like i do with food except he's trained to be a musician and i'm not trained to be a chef in any way shape or form i just have fun with it and I guess then for people who are listening into this podcast and in, in here tonight, then where do people start? Now, let's just kind of assume that everyone's just like, you know what? I always eat the same boring things and I'm, I'm really interested in having something that's more, you know, more tasty, simple to still make because, you know, we all live busy lives and we don't have time to spending two hours of uh, doing a MasterChef type five Michelin star type dinner. Where do people start? And obviously I'm going to use that as a plug to get your uh, recipe book, but where do kind of people go when they've, uh, when they've gone through every recipe that's in your book, where do you kind of move on from there to kind of, how do I create, how do I kind of get something that the kids are going to love? I'm going to love It's simple. It's easy. It's going to be good for my calories to allow me to have more of it rather than, as I said, that going out version of it that you have to have such a small amount of. So 
Um, what I originally did, especially with the sweet style stuff, is I tried other people's recipes first. And then I learned the substitutions I could make to bring the calories down in it. Um, it's when you, once you work it out, it's actually like extremely, extremely easy. For instance, instead of using sour cream on your nachos, throw on a bit of Greek yogurt. It just has that that naturally sour aspect to it, where you, it can like uh, substitute really well. It's a higher protein and lower calorie alternative. Pretty easy. Um, you definitely, you definitely, definitely, definitely learn the substitutions as you go along. Some of them are fairly straightforward as well. Like if a dish contains cheese, low-fat cheese. Super simple. Um, other stuff, like a lot of lasagnas and stuff, although pasta is, tends to be fairly high calorie because it's super carb-dense, it's super calorie-dense, um, you won't necessarily find like a lower-carb pasta. You can, but they don't really come in lasagna sheets. But simple stuff like just changing your three-star mints to your five-star mints. A lot of that, a lot of that style stuff, um, can really help as long as you can wrap your head around it. With the baking style stuff, however, it takes a little bit more to get used to. For instance, a replacement to to butter in some recipes is either applesauce, pumpkin puree, mashed banana, or Greek yogurt. But from the top of your head, you'd never think, "Oh, what am I going to replace butter with?" I know, applesauce. <laughs> no. Without like seeing someone else do it and going, holy hell, that actually works. Not many people are going to pick that up on their own. And that's fine because I didn't either. And the very first time I saw someone use applesauce in a recipe, I thought, isn't that what they serve with roast pork? Yeah. Um, it turns out, yes, it is exactly what they serve with roast pork. But it works perfectly to keep a recipe moist and to keep the, the fudginess, for instance, of brownies or the fluffiness in a cake because it replicates butter really well when you're doing low calorie options. And you started saying some of those, which I'm, I'm sure you've got plenty uh, more off the top of your head, you know, switching the fattier mints to a more lean mints and having the sour cream, uh, having the uh, Greek yogurt instead of the sour cream. Again, just for a couple for people, maybe they're writing them down or they're going to listen to this. What are some of those other ones for more savory style um, cooking that are really quick, easy substitutes that you can kind of, don't do this, have this, and it kind of turns out the same, but halves the calories or, you know, 25% less, you know, um, calories. Oh, easy. Um, the the Jalsberg lighter Swiss cheese, that's only 40 calories for a slice. Absolutely heaven. If you like Swiss cheese, of course, I understand it's a bit more of a niche because it's a bit nuttier than your regular cheese. Um, contrary to popular belief, American-style cheese, which is probably my favourite cheese of all time, I don't understand why cops so much hate, but it's only around 70 calories a slice. So the cold smoky cheese and the woolly smoky cheese, they're only about 65 calories per slice. Really ideal. Not exactly as healthy as you'd probably like it, but they are a lower calorie sort of food item that not a lot of people understand a lower calorie. A lot of burger buns I see are around 2 to 220 to 250 even calories. Uh, if you get the brioche buns from Aldi, they're actually only 160, which is excellent. Um, sausages, I believe Woolworths carry a brand of sausages that are an extra lean beef sausage. So if you haven't seen them, wrap your dirty sausages around those dirty sausages because they're delicious. Um, simple things as well. Like you can, you can just create, if you're making burgers, this is a, this is my favorite example of all time. If you're making burgers, people add things to burgers. They don't need to add. Like I'm talking, why are you throwing the egg yolk and the breadcrumbs in there? You don't need to do that. Just form the beef into a patty and you have a patty as it is. Like it will stick together. You don't need binders. Binders actually ruin a burger in my in my humble opinion. 
Um, so just throw the beef in the pan, away you go. Super simple. Sauces are another good one. 50% lower sugar and salt. Uh, ketchup by Heinz is perfect. Um, Adam, I know you're a sucker for mustard. French's American mustard, seven calories per serve or, or even like per 100 grams or something. Yeah, absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um, I'm not really supposed to be mentioning these guys as, as part of my uh, sponsorship with my protein, but CaloFit, if you can find any CaloFit low calorie sources their barbecue sauce is smoky barbecue sauce you pick it up from a lot of supplement stores um but their smoky barbecue sauce i think is four calories per like 50 grams which is absolutely ridiculous although it is filled with like your sort of not so nasty fillers but stuff that you probably want to consume in more moderation than actual like quote unquote unhealthy items um it's still a really, really good substitution to have. And it's insanely tasty. Uh, I use it for bloody anything I possibly can. How's that, Light sorry, just, how's that one spelled? CaloFit. Uh, how's that one spelled? C-A-L-L-O-W-F-I-T. CaloFit. Okay. Yep. Um, they are insane. They have a fancy garlic sauce. They have a smoky barbecue. They have a ketchup. They have chocolate sauce, cookies and cream sauce, strawberry sauce, vanilla style slice sauces they like ridiculous amounts of sauces they're all super duper low calorie along with like your walden farms uh sugar-free maple syrups and stuff like that um i'm a queens man i can't go past queens <laughs> oh do you know what mate um is it steve's steve's recently i've seen in woolworths they're ridiculous queens okay. is fine i use queens in my baking a lot but if i'm having pancakes like protein pancakes I'm using Steve's 100% of the time. I absolutely haven't love seen Steve's. I'll give it a go. Oh, I think I'm pretty sure it's Steve's, but uh, another one that just popped into my head that I've already forgotten due to who I am as a person. Um, the type of potatoes you said? Oh, yes. Charisma potatoes. Guys, if you haven't seen Charisma potatoes, um, they are what Spud Light are. So Spud Light, if you haven't seen Spud Light, for those who don't know, they're a potato that is 25% less carbohydrate than your regular potato. Pretty sure it's 25% but it is what it is so you can actually get more volume from these potatoes amazing they're super good great for volume eating like absolutely excellent for volume eating uh, and they just taste like potato so brilliant um coles do their own brand they're just called charisma potatoes it's specifically the type of potato that it is you can make mash with it chips are kind of iffy with it you can do them but they kind of suck a little bit um but yeah, it's perfect for mash and boiling, uh, baking, so-so. Um, but yeah, perfect, perfect alternative to potato if you like potato. Uh, for those who also don't know, potato is the number one food on the satiety index. So they are known to keep you fuller for longer. Um, and they're perfect for them. I love potato. Love potato. Um, breads, if you, can find, if you can go into Woolies and find country split white bread, you will have the time of your life. It is a low calorie. It's not advertised as low calorie bread, but it is a low calorie bread. It's only 120 calories for two slices compared to your tip top, which I think is about 197 to maybe 210, mm -hmm. um, somewhere around there. Jeez, uh, there's heaps. There's so many, man. There's so many chicken breast mints instead of regular chicken mints. You'll come in and save yourself a bunch of cows there where you can make chicken burgers. You can make, uh, I did popcorn chicken with mine. Someone um, in our group good. did make your uh, chicken nuggets and posted it in our group um, the other night and said they were uh, very good. And a couple other people chimed in and said they've done it as well. So oh, you're uh, legends. Your chicken Chris nuggets. Are... 
So I guess for people, I guess, finishing up um, tonight, uh, obviously we've helped out with, you know, some alternatives, um, you know, some swaps. Guys, if anyone has any questions of like, hey, do you have an alternative to X, Y, and Z, please just pop it in there and we'll try and answer it for you um, now as well. But I guess I always, as I said, I always love that, um, pardon the pun, we're just talking about nuggets, but I always love a nugget that someone can take home with them, like act on tomorrow. Like what's that? little nugget, that little piece of advice or that little piece of uh, information that people listening here and obviously on the podcast can go home tomorrow and become a, a more inventive or better cook at home that they're going to start enjoying their meals rather than, Ugh, it's just chicken and broccoli tonight or it's just you know my standard meat and three veg. You know, how, how do people start really spicing up what they're doing and how they go about it? Just try other people's recipes. That's all you need to do. Just start trying other people's stuff. Um, and in all honesty, like there are some nights now where I will be super hungry. I'll, I'll want something quick, easy, and I will straight up default to meat, rice and green veg just because I know it's a satisfying meal for the most part. And there's a lot you can do with it. You can marinate your chicken. Um, you can buy pre-marinated chicken steaks, which is phenomenal. And they're always super juicy, no matter how bad you manage to try and cook them. Um, so many different options for vegetables. I always just use the bags of steam fresh veg because I'm lazy and that's who I am as a person. I'm completely comfortable with that. And really you can build any half decent meal around what you want as a vegetable, what you want as a carb source and what you want as a protein source. Very, very simple as far as meal building goes. If you can set yourself a list of protein items and a list of carb items that you want to consume, not that you feel like you have to consume, but that you want to consume, you'll be much better off. For instance, if you want, like, if you want to make your own chips with Spud Light, feel free. I did that last night. I made a whole bunch of fries, and I just served it up with some um, pre-marinated chicken breast steaks, and it was phenomenal. But it's such a basic meal. It's just your classic carb, protein, and vegetable um, combo. Um, so don't feel down on yourself if if that's all you can think of, because sometimes it's all I can think of too. Yeah, I mean, a really, really good website. I'm. I don't know if anyone knows about it. But it's called G O O G L E dot com, Google.com. I know that I always love using that joke because I mean it sometimes when you get home from a really busy day, your head can be fried and you sit there go, where do I start? I don't know what 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 can I do? Honestly, Google, you go to it and ask any question. How do I, you know, open up your fridge and go, I've got okay, I've got some mints there, I've got those. How can I cook with means to, to, to like put it into Google and I can guarantee you there'll be 422 million YouTube videos and even twice as many websites that will come up instantly on how to use those ingredients very quickly and very easily um, from there. And while you might not use it on that night because you might be, as I said, it might've been a super busy day, you can get prepped with your mind for tomorrow night. Okay, cool. I know I've got those things. What's a meal I can do tonight? I'm just going to dial up Uber Eats and I'll kind of worry about it tomorrow. But just start getting in that routine of, as you said yourself, Zach, and kind of experimenting, being okay with kind of not getting it right on the first time, but first just starting with other people's recipes and then go from there. Like there's been a billion recipes already created. Like let's not try and change the uh, the world by trying to create something new ourselves. And we're not all fight. Well, none of us are five-star Michelin um, kind of chef. So just start simple, try with other people and go from there. 100%. There's also like a really, like really, really good couple of websites. I can't remember exactly what they are, 
I think one is called justeatthis.com where it will give you like, you just put in sort of your calorie range that you're asking for and it will give you like half, like a half-assed meal plan where you can just chop and change the ingredients out yourself. There's also another website and I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called, but you go to this website and you put in the ingredients that you have in your fridge and pantry and it will tell you exactly what you can cook, full breakdown of recipe. And mate, like just, just Google like recipe builder website and I'm sure it'll come up and it's, and it's like saved my skin so many times. I might um, pin you on that one and see if um, I, by the time this goes live in a couple of weeks, maybe I'll have it in the show notes of that website and then I can pass it on. So I might uh, see if it pops into your mind in a day or two, or if you kind of come across it. or if anyone does find it, we'll try and see if we can put it in the show notes from there. But um if there's any other, and I just saw D posted uh, those potatoes are great in the air fryer. Um, I personally haven't used them myself. Um, I tend to just go for a, a simple, um, you know, the brushed cream potatoes or whatever they kind of call from um, from Coles. Because as you said, I potatoes for me tend to be low calorie enough for me to fit them into my um, diet anyway. And for me, one of my absolute go-tos is a loaded fries type meal because if you have mince again mince is relatively low in calories again a heap of potato on the bottom and as you said on the satiety list if you have a big batch of potatoes you tend to be quite full for quite some time and so big batch of potatoes whether it's mashed whether it's chips whether it's roasted and then i just pile on a bucket load of mince on top of that that i've made up as either a chili con carne or some sort of variation of that and then some cheese and then i tend to like guacamole um, tomato and things like that just to kind of go around it so i get all my veggies as well there's my protein there's my veggies there's my carb source that's my go-to and for easily under a thousand calories i've just got a pile of food that's as high as my head and i can sit there and chew along um, on that so that's my go-to um i'll ask that as a last question what's your what's your go-to kind of thing that is full volume pretty low calorie and uh, is plenty tasty for yourself zach mate it's pretty much exactly that I, except with low carb, uh, with the lower carb potatoes, I'll just throw a heap of them in the air fryer, chop them up into fries, throw them in the air fryer, pull them out, and then just top it with whatever I can. Um, you can replicate a pretty decent HSP with those. I never used to be a big fan of HSPs, but when I was bulking and, and working night shifts in the pub, that was pretty much my only option was Uber Eats and a HSP, and soon, to, uh, soon learned to love them. HSPs? For those oh, who? sorry, in, in Perth, I think they're called meat boxes. Where it's just chips and doner kebab meat. Oh, okay. There you go. Beautiful. Um, so, Sandra's just come in here and said, eat this much is the website. That's the one. So for those of you, um, I presume it's just a .com or something like that. But if you just go to Google and put in eat this much website, I'm sure it'll come up from there, guys. So um, you give that a go. And that's certainly one I didn't know about. I know the other one, the, um, the first one you said, where you can put in your calorie range and how many meals you want to have for the um, for the day and it'll kind of come up with a, a menu for you and they're, they're not bad some of the kind of recipes they come in with um, good options and as you said you can just chop and change some things and uh, ch- um, go from there but um, Zach I really appreciate your time again mate and um, especially the fact that you're at work and you've taken your time off in work to uh, drop in with us so I really appreciate that mate and um, are there any questions queries that are coming from uh, anyone that's here live tonight uh, do let us know ASAP I'm sure um, yeah there we go Halal snack pack is that the one? That's there the one. Halal snack pack. Perfect. Um, and they're so they're so good too. Like they're obviously not very good for you in the slightest and rack up about four million calories. But hey, if anyone ever fancies doing a ten thousand calorie challenge, just have one of those for breakfast, and all you need is raspberries <laughs> for dinner. <laughs> very easy. Um, do you do meat and greets? Um, I just bump into people in the street. 
I love it. I don't see myself as any kind of famous celebrity, anything influencer. I, I personally hate the word influencer. I don't like it. Um, I just create content and have a lot of fun with it. So if you ever do bump into me in, in anywhere in Melbourne's West or anywhere at all, um, please do say hello. I absolutely love talking to people who, for whatever reason, find me entertaining enough to follow. Uh, my vision now for Lisa, who asked how my vision is, uh, it's it's actually playing up a little bit at the moment. I do have to go to the optometrist soon. Uh, I think it's more of a stress factor. I'm currently cutting to compete in my first uh, bodybuilding show in September. Uh, my calories are very low. My lifting is very high. Uh, I'm working 42 hours a week in a, in a pub, um, as well as trying to create my content and create content for others as well. So stress levels are quite high. My sleep is very, very shocking. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my own fault. <laughs> well, um, I, I haven't mentioned this to you because as I said, I had, um, some things in mind for my first retreat, but, um, I'm very, very keen to get you involved in one of my retreats and, uh, fly you onto site, mate, uh, if you're keen uh, on that. And I'm sure there would be plenty of people that would love to have you be the chef for our retreat and you kind of uh, showing how you go about it live. And I'm pretty sure people would love that. Or maybe we can organize some sort of, uh, event where people come along and um, do something like that. Cause I think that'd be great. And I'm sure people would love um, seeing you do your thing in live, uh, but also kind of been able to discuss backwards and forwards. And so maybe we'll, uh, we'll have a chat in the background and uh, talk more about that. Mate. mate, if that, if that's organized well enough, I will cook for everyone. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's a, that's a good sign. I think there's some good smiles there and some thumbs up. So I think uh, that's uh, maybe next on the cards of what uh, I'm going to uh, try and uh, get, get going. But mate, again, I really appreciate your time. Um, I appreciate uh, your knowledge and your expertise. Uh, I know that you like being the larrikin and saying that, you know, you're not a chef, but I think uh, what you're doing is great. And the fact that you're doing it there to kind of help others and share um, what you have in your head to give out there. So mate, I really appreciate your, your time, your knowledge and everything that you give across to everyone. No, thanks so much for having me on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Anytime. Well, guys, that's been another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'll see you next week. We'll talk to you then. Bye.